Welcome to the Babecast. I'm your host, Dr. Taylor Burroughs, otherwise known as Dr. Babe. Brought to you by Victor Valentine from victorvalentine.xyz. And you can contact Victor for instructional website design and marketing consultations. Victor will teach you how to build websites and how to market yourself while he does it for you in real time video consultation. Using only the finest natural ingredients that make all of us look and feel better, Noble Body brings you the best in face oil, body scrubs, and hair oil. Please visit noble-body.com. Noble Body presents the ultimate body scrub experience. Pamper yourself with the highest quality pure and golden cane sugar, masterfully blended with the lushest all-natural skin-nurturing oils and botanicals. If you're anything like me, you love that delicious piping hot cup of coffee to wake up like you mean it first thing in the morning. And boy, do I have a recommendation for you. You've got to try Ground Shark Coffee. So go to groundsharkcoffee.com and order yours today. Thank you to Bill Maser. He's the founder of the Men of Character Conference. And that is a free event happening online September 24th to the 26th. So visit menofcharacterconference.com to register today. And now, Bill Maser. Yeah, first, I just wanted to say thank you for for agreeing to to have me on. You know, I've oh, listened definitely. to a couple of the episodes. Yeah. So, so, so yes, I'm I'm married, two kids. Um, uh, I live in the U.S. Um, I I'm just some guy who is was a nice guy. I would say best way to put it, um, and had to kill that nice guy a bit. And, 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 and learn how to get an edge. So I've been doing that for the last six years. Um, I quit my day job uh, that I had at a, at a big telecom company about six years ago and, and realized I had no self-discipline and, and needed to, to improve on a lot of different facets and struggled for maybe four of the last six years until just the stubbornness of, of, of keeping that in. Yeah, I just have finally hit hit some momentum I'd say in the last two years and it's been pretty incredible to to just uh feel competent feel gain gain that nat- like real con- confidence rather than sometimes when you're younger you have this uh unattained uh, uh confidence so yeah so that, so that's that's where where I'm coming from and then this this conference is really just an outgrowth of of that uh yeah that 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 what I realized that's- I didn't have but but I think a lot of other men need, which is a, a little bit of, of, of guidance and, and maybe things that they don't realize are they're doing or, or they, that they believe that are false. Um, so I almost view the conference as more of like a, a wake up call in a lot of ways. I mean, I see your, your journey, just, just learning about it now is really, it's, a, it's about transforming from a consumer to a creator. That's, that's actually really true. Yeah. So I, without a doubt was a consumer. I, I, I can think back six years ago and my mentality, you know, I was always a good student, but I think school taught me a lot of bad habits, which they teach a lot of other people. And I was always looking, I would describe it as looking for comfort, you know, do some work or do the least amount of work, school work or do, and then just to go and relax. And, you know, there wasn't Netflix six years, you know, as much as it were, there is today, six years ago, but go and relax and watch TV or, or just, you know, eat something unhealthy and pig out. So yeah, my behaviors have changed, um, you know, one, 180 and, and it's just improved all facets of my, how I feel about myself, my own respect for myself, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids. Um, yeah, work, it, it's pretty much 
hit every you know every aspect of my life so mm -hmm. yeah and bill have you have you put pen to paper to express that process what it looks like so i do i do have i you know i don't want to put myself twice on my on my landing page for the conference um so the men of character conference landing page has me as a host but i do i do have a talk i haven't recorded it yet but it's it's basically what i'm telling you about right now it's from the title right now is from undisciplined to to self-discipline and how mm. how i did that and i don't think it's you know some people have been uh complaining on twitter like people pushing discipline and mindset and i don't think that my prescription is for is for everyone but i without a doubt my last six months on twitter and my interactions with other people sort of you know personal messages and emails has been that without a doubt they have similar experiences to me so i want to help you know those men and i think there's a lot to learn from from others that i've learned from and then implemented that as well so i'm excited to to share that yes i'm excited for this too i've registered for it um yes. and there's a there's a free component and then there's the the paid component for full access do you want to explain a little bit about how that works sure so the the free one you can watch uh during the three days that the, that the conference airs so you'll get like a morning session uh, and then an afternoon session there'll be at least five or six talks in each of those sessions for the three days so currently i've got 37 speakers i haven't recorded i've recorded about recorded about half of those talks um some of them are presentations and some of them are interviews um but so i might even extend it to a fourth day so that free version you'll get that unique link and you'll come right in during either the morning session the afternoon whenever that speaker that you're looking to hear is scheduled but if you miss those or, or let's say you miss the entire conference um then you can purchase uh full access it's currently uh, 98 dollars to purchase the full access um but that i might increase that after the conference I was, yeah that seems so so <laughs> low because the value of of all of what you're 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 curating is immense well well thank you i had a tweet go viral that was you know i was sort of trashing porn and alcohol and taking a couple of th things that i that i've experienced in my own life and got rid of them and improved from in the last four years and that went viral. And then, so then I added content of, you know, someone that can help you get over a pornography addiction. I got a therapist who, who, who runs with that, with his wife. And so I'm doing that interview tomorrow. I've got, who is that? It's Hunter Otis. So he's actually not really from like the Twitter community. I just happened to mm -hmm. come across him actually through Sam Oven, Ovens, Ovens. He's like a sort of big online marketer and he, he, he was a student of his, so this okay. guy created a business out of helping men uh, with pornography addiction. I'm really interested yeah. in that topic because I, I get clients quite often. Well, I was shocked. Who, mm -hmm. I was shocked by the reaction to my tweet, the negative reaction. What, what was it exactly? I didn't, yeah. I, I don't know if I caught it. So I had a tweet like two days before, you know, it's, it's sort of a coincidence, but a very nicely timed uh, coincidence. Maybe <laughs> it's more destiny. So I had a, right. a tweet go viral about 1.3 million impressions from, and I've never had a tweet go that crazy. And I said, uh, the gist of it was that porn makes men weaker. Alcohol is the greatest, uh, alcohol and addiction are the greatest killer of addiction, of courage for men. And um, if you're living for the weekend, you're already dead. So mm -hmm. I just put that, you know, shot it off, didn't really think much about it. And then the reaction was like a couple hundred comments and, I don't know. Wow. 
seventeen thousand like it was it went crazy it's still getting it's still going like ten days later, but then two days later, I announced the conference, so I was like it was a crazy week, and I just based on the reaction of that pornography, I had young men reaching out to me telling me they're from like Nigeria and from the u s telling me like they're you know they're addicted, they don't know how to stop, and I'm like, listen, I'm not an expert in this, but I'm working on something that maybe you know I'll find someone so so I remember this person I came across and so he's talking, but we have all different. I don't know if you want me to talk a bit about the different topics and the different speakers that we've. Sure, that please do. So, so wait, just to, yeah. to mention the name of the conference again, because I really do think it's a powerful yep. um, presence that it carries. Sure. So it's the Men of Character Conference, and you can register at www.menofcharacterconference.com. So all uh, one word. Mm-hmm. And um, so, it, so yeah, it's, it's going to touch on what I think is as many of the topics as, as I can squeeze in around self-improvement. So style, health, fitness, uh, mindset. I have some, I actually just got the first woman speaker, Amy Morin, who wrote uh, 13 things yes. strong people don't do. And 13 things her, strong yeah. people, strong parents don't do. So she agreed to talk. Um, so I've got a whole array of topics that um, I've got Ryan Mickler talking about becoming a sovereign man. I've got, Ed Vanderholtz, who's the, the founder of Beard Brand. I've got Dr. Napolitano talking about mental toughness and old school life lessons. I've got... Uh, What's your heritage? The way that you said Napolitano ha, sounded very Italian. Yeah, so I'm, I'm half Hispanic. I look like my okay. father, who was German, but I'm half Colombian. So I'm from the East Coast and, and from New Jersey. So I've got a bit of a... No one can tell my accent. They're like, are you Hispanic? Are you... I don't sound too much from New Jersey, but... Um, it's definitely an influence there. Sorry to derail you. I just caught that. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So, the, yeah, some other speakers, we, we've got Pat Stedman talking about uh, the three pillars of attraction. Um, so a lot of if you're, you know, in, in active on Twitter, you'll, you'll recognize a lot of the names. Um, but I also got Elliot Hulse, so huge YouTuber, one of actually my people that I first started listening to about five, six years ago and it is great for young men's uh, advice and life advice in general. So we recorded that talk about two weeks ago and it was pretty powerful. He was on, he was on fire that day. I've got um, <laughs> James clear talking about habits and the book that he has coming up uh, around building, building good habits and breaking bad ones. I've got Ed Lattimore who I've also, I've recorded. So I've recorded both of those as well. I got Alexander Cortez, which I haven't recorded yet. Hunter drew, uh, Tanner Guzzi. So just now a wider Hunter just, just announced that he's going sober. Yeah, I saw that. I was, that was pretty awesome. I was like, wow. Okay. I, I don't know if I, you know, part of the discussion that we've been having online has in, influenced that, but I, I, regardless, I think it's, I think it's awesome that he's doing that. You know, I, is his, is his talk about that? Is it I'm going to ask him. I'm going to, so we're going to talk about, I think Hunter's blog is fantastic for like, you know, relation, you had to be a, in a married uh, relationship and, mm-hmm. and how to keep your, your sort of your own identity as a married man and keep the romance going. So we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about porn because he also has similar, I think, views to, to what I do. So I want to hear his thoughts on that. And I'm definitely going to ask him about, yeah, his, his, uh, his decision to Sobriety. stop drinking. Yep. Yeah. And I did talk with, with Ed, who's been sober for, I think four years. We talked about that for maybe 10, 15 minutes and in his talk and he shared his, yeah, what, what benefits he's gotten. So I'm not really, you know, I'm not from the point of view of like some religious 
you know it's evil or or even yeah. from a prude standpoint it's more like i don't i didn't even consider myself an alcoholic when i was drinking i i just had a t- like i didn't know when to stop when i was having fun i guess is the better way to put it like i just probably enjoyed myself too much so mm-hmm. then you know my wife and and then my my father who was an alcoholic himself obviously was an influence and he passed about three years ago or four years ago almost now four years ago and all those things you know my wife made a comment like you know can you have fun without drinking when you go out with and and it sort of hit my ego a little and i was like yeah of course i can have fun without drinking so then i just went cold turkey completely february 7th uh 2014 that was the last time i had a drink Um, i think i've had like champagne on new year's like little glass Mm -hmm. but i pretty much stopped cold turkey and it was a nice you know another confidence builder you you don't realize that how many you do realize it when once you stop drinking how many times people ask you you go out to a bar a company event out to dinner everyone's like oh you're gonna get a drink oh you know i'll take you out for a drink and you're just you have to constantly say no (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's a nice uh for a nice guy it's a nice little exercise that you're constantly going to have to have. <laughs> and then you realize like, well, I can say no and I can still have fun and I can enjoy myself. And, and then you realize how dumb most people act when they're under the influence. And you, mm-hmm. so now you feel like you've got an advantage in those situations because you're clear minded. So there's a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of benefits that I think people don't, don't realize. And I'm not saying that some people can't drink and, and still have a normal successful life, but, I, I, I think I have personally like an addictive personality and yeah, just, so it, it's just, I need to, I, I need per- personally to control what I let into my mind, what I let into my body, because it's just, those things can derail me. So as soon as I cleaned all that up, that's exactly what, what occurred. I just felt better and relationships got better. And so I feel like I'm not, I don't think we're going to turn every, everyone into, you know, uh, Odul's drinkers and non-alcoholic <laughs> beverages, but if we can make somebody think about it, if it's negatively affecting their life and their relationships, and and they just don't feel at the top of their game, this is like it's like a little bit of a stoic philosophy. I remember thinking like, you know, at the time my father passed, and I was probably in the worst state like of my life, like financially. I had left this bigger company and tried to do things on my own. It didn't work out. So I really just thought, look, this is one thing that's just not helping me. Like I'm married. I don't need it to go out. Like this is one thing I can control. And if I just stop, like it probably is going to benefit me. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was the principle. So I I really believe in that principle. Like, well, what is it that you can control? Some people responded to my porn tweet and were like, well, it's not that porn does that. It's not that alcohol does that. It's that those men are weak. And I was like, you might be right. There, There might be some truth to that. But at the end of the day, if you are that person who's who's weakened by these things or is weak and shouldn't use them then you just you should stop anyway and and experiment with that and see what um and you've got to do there's you know you can't just stop cold turkey and continue the same lifestyle you know i think ed was mentioning this in his twitter yesterday you got to change your environment like we we talked about that in this talk like you just got to change a lot of the activities that you were doing or else you're just at at the beginning, especially you're going to be susceptible to the same triggers. Like we're all creatures of habits. So if you see the same triggers, you're, you're more than likely going to repeat the same behaviors. uh, Once you push over your, your, you know, get run out of willpower to stop yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me, but I think it's a good um, clarification for 
your potential audience, people that are interested in this conference to know that the aim is not to sort of um, veer you towards a particular lifestyle, but really just to look at your own self-growth and self-development and find ways to improve yeah. um, who you are to get to the goals and, and success that you're looking for in life. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think one, one speak topic that I haven't been able to find the speaker on, but maybe I'll just talk about it here in case I don't find the speaker on it, is I had to learn a lot of um, self-compassion. And I read, a, there's a book on self-compassion. Christian Neff is the writer. So I tried to get her, and she was like recommending me to another male uh, therapist and he can't do it so i'm not sure if we'll i'll talk about this in the conference but some people have taken the you know like this is a prescription for people and i really don't believe that i'm just talking about you know some maybe some people aren't addicted to games maybe some people are i have somebody who i'm announcing tomorrow who is uh helps helps young men mostly get over game addiction so i'm mm -hmm. trying to hit on what are the problems that men have some of it is like, well, how have I solved them and who helped me solve them? And I'll talk to that person. Um, and some of them is like, well, I'm not even familiar with this problem. I, I never really had a problem with game addiction, but it sounds like it's pretty prevalent. So why not have somebody come on and, and help them with that? And Absolutely. I think in all aspects of self-improvement, like I talked about this on my Twitter before I, uh, you know, I sort of got a lot more followers. I was mentioning, you've got to be like your, your most supportive friend is how I view it. You've got to, you have to be high standards, right? A, a friend that believes in you has high standards, but they also, when you fail or when you screw up, they're supportive and they correct your, your negative thinking. So I really believe that that's how men should be, that's how women should be, that's how we should all be with ourselves. And if you can't do with that with yourselves, with yourself, you, you probably can't be much, much of a support for, for others as well. So I don't know if I'll get somebody to talk about that topic, but I think that was... When I failed initially, I, I quit my corporate job and sort of hit rock bottom. You, you, you know, your income falls and you're, you, re, you don't realize that your self-worth was attached to that, that number. And then in order to build yourself back up, it has to be through different things and, and self-compassion and realizing like, well, you know, you, how were you supposed to know if you, you hadn't experienced this? Like you have, to, you have to sort of forgive yourself a little bit, um, but it's not to get yourself complacent or have pity. It's mm -hmm. more like it's more like a little pat on the back and, and then it's like, okay, we'll get to work. What, what can you improve now? And you, but you just sort of leave the past in the past and you, and you move forward. I don't know if this is a little bit tangential, yeah. but it, it, it brought up to me the idea of Young's anima. It's almost like that internal uh, feminine self-nurturing uh, element. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think I think you're right. I haven't read too much, and I'm familiar with Young, but I haven't read too much about that. Um, I haven't read. I've read more, you know, writers who are inspired by Young, um, less than Young. I probably should. Hope I get some time to do that. But actually, Elliot Hulse, who you know, I consider, you know, is a like strong man, physique, huge guy, strong guy, powerful speaker. He his a lot of his talk was about spirituality, and he's like that. The the, the masculine is the spiritual. So we we dig into this topic. And, you know, a lot of people today, I think, associate like yoga and meditation is more like a feminine act. And he's like, you know, a lot of these things were invented by men. And he's like, I, I think men need them more than women. We're, we're not we're not in ourselves. We're not present. Women is sort of they're more in tune with their emotions. They're more able to communicate their own feelings. Um, and men are a little cut off from that. So the more that. Well, yeah. Men... Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say. 
um, in that philosophy, the enlightenment, which is the crown chakra, that the light, the white light um, is male and the earth, the root chakra um, that connects our energy to the to mother earth and the ground that's where the chaos is and the the sensuality and, uh-huh. and all of that which it's the polarity but it's the reverse of what a lot of times people assume that the woman is the light the white light and the the intelligent you know the enlightened one but no it's the reverse in that philosophy and obviously it's not um it's not an absolute it's about holism uh so yeah a lot of times it's interesting to see the the perspective from the reverse yeah and i and i think you know we you talk about like af, like people talk about like affirmations and self-talk and and i think the root causes are right how you were brought up like some people brought up with overly critical parents and me in my case my mother was like my father was sick you know alcoholic so wasn't there for that aspect of, of parenting but my mother was and she was like how, how a mother should be way overly supportive. And so I just had a not realistic viewpoint. You know, I thought the whole world would just, if you wanted to do something just like my mother did, it just, well, just happened. And, and luckily for me at the beginning of my life, school went so well that all those other things actually reinforced that, that idea. But once I hit the real world and, and the work life, it was like, well, no one cares. <laughs> no one <laughs> cares that you think that you haven't done anything. You haven't provided any value. And then you feel a little bit down about yourself. You're like, well, am I worthless then? Like, what was I, was all this just a fantasy? And, and you're, and you realize, well, most of it, yes, most of it was, you have good intentions. You're a nice person. Great. But what have you done? Like, what have you actually accomplished? What are you doing? And, and who are you? How do you, what's your attitude towards people? And so I I had to lose some of that entitlement and some of that ego and, Mm-hmm. And a lot of that that helped was that self-compassion. I, I also, during that time when I was like coming out of all the, this this negative thinking, it was like I was meditating. And, and then that led to more physical activities like exercise and lifting lifting weights and fitness. And then that was another level up. So that was my journey. I don't, I don't know if other people's will be similar or the same, but I just want to put all those resources out there and almost like a way to like, hey, if you're a man and you've, whether you've got your stuff together or you don't, like here's a conference to get your crap together on a bunch <laughs> of different topics. Um, and then I want to get into, I think, the next stage of this whole movement that I feel like it is around character. And the reason I chose that word is, I think, important. And right now might not be as discussed in the conference. Is like, all right, once you get the base level things corrected, now you can distinguish yourself individually. Like, what is it that makes you unique? Um, I almost want to reorient people a little bit, like show them some truths that I think I found. You don't have to, Mm -hmm. you don't have to believe all of them, but, um, and then character, build your own character and, and, you know, have virtues and values and, and be someone of principle. And cause I, you know, I'm all into self-improvement and doing that physically and through different ways. But I think if you, you know, Dr. Napolitano's tweeted about this, if you, if you don't have character, those things are meaningless, you know. Would you want to do business right. with a person who's tan, jacked, and rich, or or someone with character? <laughs> Not to say you can't be all those things, which I got the reaction from tweeting that. Yeah. But I think you need to have character. We need to have, if for all the things that we complain about that are wrong with society, to me the it's always self responsibility is the answer. So to me that we need mm-hmm. men of character, and and so I want to 
build a group so the the purchasing the full access to the conference will actually give you a private slack community of other people who've also purchased plus i'm going to invite this some of the speakers as well mm-hmm. and we'll do q and a's with some of the speakers that have agreed to it and it'll just be different topics that you'll have you know channels in there that you'll be able to ask questions more in private to other men well, who it, are trying to improve themselves it's a great resource and i and i I will link to it when I have awesome. male clients and, and, you know, having a crash course, which is basically what it is yeah. in, in masculinity, but from that um, aim of being a man of character, which is the true nature of men. And I think it's really important to have that uh, um, influence from all of, all of you um, to encourage men to demand that of, the, of themselves. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of the, you know, I think even in the media and then even on Twitter to a degree, it's like, the media portrays there's like two options. You're either a nice guy, like wimp type, like you think of the friends characters that are afraid of their own shadow. And then there you're, or you're like the womanizer and you're, you know, you're a playboy and all that. And, and I, you know, I, I understand the playboy mentality when you're, you're single and all that, but at some point we need men to raise our children. Like at some point we need men to actually be examples in society, like to our wives, to, to other men so i feel like it was just not you know there was a couple of people i was interacting with on twitter and, and jake Vigel and chuck uh, cheap chuck and tanner we mm-hmm. had these conversations uh, you know personally and i felt like you know what there, there's like a vacuum of of not talking about what's the really the most important part of this um which is character and then i came across and which i think all your readers should read which is a what is character was an article on art of manliness art of manliness sorry Mm-hmm. And it led me to two books from the 1800s. And then I, that was when the name of the conference came to me. Um, but everyone should read these two books. It's Character Shaping, Character Knowing, written in 1898, and um, Traits of Character, which has a little bit of a religious uh, slant to it. But it's like it has imagery, these drawings. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very powerful. Like there's a cover that has uh, characters, power in the center, which I feel like is my – I'm stealing this tagline from – from someone from the 1800s, but it's a powerful tagline. Um, and just some amazing insight that in very clear English, you're like, this person, if they were alive today, would believe these things even more. He, you know, he has a quote in one of the books that says that character is power in a much truer sense that, that knowledge is power. And I just mm-hmm. thought, like, if this guy lived today, he would be, everyone thinks today knowledge is power. I've heard that quote, like, millions of times. Meanwhile, I, you know, I talk about this with Elliot Hulse in his talk. Meanwhile, knowledge is like a, it's like a faucet running water. It, it, you just go on Google and you get whatever knowledge you want. It's, it's, it almost has no power. It's almost lost. So character is the true power. And I, I really want to, um, yeah, just harp, harp on that point and try to live that out to the, to the best degree that I can as well. And we have, I have a bunch of speakers um, uh, talking about this as well, about mental toughness and, uh, Dr. Napolitano talks about not having a victimhood mindset and all that. So pretty excited to share that as well, because I think that's pretty prevalent. If you've seen it in your parents, you're you're more than likely going to repeat those behaviors and because they instill those things in you a lot. Of- Getting back to the art of manliness and that those resources that you found, are you using that yeah. as your catchphrase? The character is power, the tagline? Um. I yeah I am I feel like it's perfect honestly with what 
you know, I, I already thought like, I want to be someone of character. And then I read this quote and I thought like, yeah. So as soon as I read that, the fact that I had never heard it and in my own personal life where I'm thinking like, well, I want to build, be a person of character. And then I read this quote. Um, and then it, it, you know, it, it aligns with a lot of like what Tanner Guzzi talks about, like, well, what are goals with style where you want to, you want to portray power. And I think that is one of the goals of men, which is to be a leader, to be someone who, who others want to follow. So I, I am stealing that quote, you know, God rest the dead, but <laughs> I'm taking that quote from the 1800s because I think it's perfect for the conference for, for what I'd like to build a, a mission around. So um, I already have the idea of printing a couple shirts as well, but I don't know how it's probably more for me than, than anyone else. I don't know how much demand there'll be of a character is power. shirt. But... <laughs> well, why shouldn't it go mainstream? That would be great. And I'm sure the, the people that wrote it there, they would be happy that you're using That's it. Right. You know? No, I think you're right. I, I think what's been interesting, and I think a lot of men that maybe agreed with me with, with this concept, it's almost like we almost thought that this isn't a popular enough topic for people to, to rally around. And I think it's pretty clear from the reaction. I've got almost like 750 people are registered. Wow. A bunch of tweets. And, and I, I think that's, honestly, I think the, I could probably get like 10,000. If I advertise like at all, which I plan on in the next week or so for the next two or three weeks, I don't, I don't see how I don't get a ton of uh, people registered. And I just, you're right, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about. Why not rally around it and, and speak Absolutely. about this topic? I know I am in full support of pro-masculinity from this perspective, right? And a lot of the women that are um, in, within the community as well, whether you know, in your real life or in Twitter life or whatever, that, that there's a lot of support out there as well. Because you're right, we do need men to raise children and to be role models and to be uh, the, the proper husbands that we need them to be. And, and that was actually something I wanted to ask you about. Do you have a speaker talking specifically to how, how to avoid the temptations of infidelity or those kinds of things? So... So I do have Hunter Drew I'm going to talk to. I don't, I didn't plan on asking that, but I could. I don't have anyone on that specific topic. I have more from the, I guess, the opposite perspective, which is how do you keep your, how do you not get to that point? How do you keep your, your marriage, um, yeah, interesting and, and, and fresh? So, but that, that is a good topic. Uh, if I, if you have a speaker in mind, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> well, I, I think it's really important to, to, to bridge the playboy and the masculine married man. You know, you have, to, you have to figure out how to evolve into that, not just how to nurture and cultivate a happy marriage, but recognize that it can be difficult as a man to not, not play into that tendency uh, and yeah. that biological evolutionary impulse to diversify. Yeah. I do. I am talking to Pat Stedman, who I think his his if you've read his blog or follow him on Twitter, talk about a, a bit of a different topic rather than, you know, let's say call it the red pill community or whatever. And I, and I do tend to agree with him. So I'm interested in hearing and hearing his thoughts on that. And I, I think we're. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if I have the best speaker on the topic, but I think. I agree with you on both sides, right? You, I don't think you could be a man of character, I guess is what I could say, if you're, if you're cheating on your wife. But that's not 
possible. Like someone, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like that's pretty core. You've got to be an honorable person who's uh, who's not cheating now, to be a I, character. I'd be interested to know what your yeah. thoughts are on a conversation I've been having lately, which is related to this in regards to in the process of dating. So let's say you're not married yet. You're single, but you don't want to be single. You want to be in a monogamous long-term relationship. And so you're, you're seeking out other persons who want the same and you need to filter through all of that, you know, debris of, of, um, you know, people who are, are not upfront, who are manipulative and who maybe are more, um, they're more diversified in their dating strategy, you know, they, and they don't, they don't want to be really upfront and honest about it. So even actually Christian McQueen, he retweeted my tweet saying that this is true, that he does not um, promote his, you know, the playboys. He's not trying to tell playboys to be manipulative to the point where they're deceitful and dishonest and lying to get, you know, laid or whatever. Um, So could you speak to that? No, I'm in agreement. I I think, if you know when i was single it was difficult to find a quality woman so my mentality was i was up front i'm like i'm not looking for a relationship um and that was my approach and if you, you your soul feels much better than that but yeah any man who's who's lying in order to get some advantages it just it's going to come back to burn you anyway um but i agree with it that's what christian said i'm in 100% agreement with that approach if you're a single man be up front if you're not looking for a long-term relationship and if you're charming enough, interesting enough, I don't think you're going to have problems. Are you, is he involved or anyone of his sort? <laughs> um, he, he's not um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that outlet, like there's the 21 convention, mm-hmm. which I think is also great. And so I feel like that, that topic is like in that conference and I really wanted to take it down. So I have a lot of married men. I have mm-hmm. a lot of, um, people that may outside that Twitter community. Um, so I, I wanted to put my own little twist on it, but I have nothing. I think that I, I, you know, I'm subscribed to his email newsletter. And so I, so I follow a lot of those guys as well. Yeah. Or Goldman, for instance, I would put him in a similar yeah, category. I follow him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's, you know, he, he's like a modern day sage living in yeah. New York City. So I think it's awesome. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm suggesting, I'm implying that yeah. it would be an interesting nuance to say, okay, even though we're not telling you what's the best, you know, way to live for you, but if you want these goals, sure. you know, this is a, a method of how to get there, but how to be of character, you know, if you're choosing this lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That, 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 um, maybe I don't think about that as much because I'm, cause I'm married. But um, I think Pat will talk talk a lot from the you know being single perspective as well. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, those folks are great to to follow from that aspect as well. How many speakers? Forty about. <laughs> I about thirty seven. So I so yeah, tomorrow morning, which will by this time this airs, it'll already be announced. I'll have Amy Morin um, talking about men- mental mental strength mm-hmm. and. Um, Shane Parrish, who's also pretty big on Twitter, um, he's going to be talking about uh, making decisions, decision-making, and other topics. I've got a couple of the younger cats from Twitter, uh, Paul Dominic, um, Second Body, who's somebody who's anonymous. and but he's, he, I've, I, So that was one interesting thing, the fact that I'm doing a virtual conference. I've got 
three anonymous uh, Twitter mm-hmm. speakers. <laughs> so I've got Fata Fata Singh, who actually might be giving the the cornerstone talk of he he's put together like a forty slide presentation on building character. It's like wow, he needs to write a book. It's it's very good. So I'm excited to share that. Um, and who else is the anonymous? Oh, Well Built Style, who who has a you know advice on fitness and and style for men. He He's also anonymous, so he but he did a great 15-minute presentation on why men should care about how they dress. You know, it's interesting. You, you, I'm really impressed that you know who Amy Morin is and that you're including her, not just as a woman, but as a psychologist, right? It's, it, and I'm, there's not many psychologists that are a part of our you know, corner of Twitter. Yeah. And it's hard being representing that field really on my own and people not recognizing that the majority, if not all of what is promoted is based on psychology and just recoined and repackaged as something that's, you know, mental toughness and positivity and, and self-development. And, and I've been unofficially, you know, not really supervising, but I've been reaching out to people or people have been reaching out to me and I've been trying to give them a little bit of feedback saying you have to be very careful because basically what people are doing is they're calling themselves coaches and consultants with absolutely no training and they're doing mental health counseling. And, yeah. and so, I, you know, I support the capitalistic enterprise, especially as an entrepreneur myself, I understand you need to make a living, but you also need to recognize that there's a, a, a due process and you have to protect the consumer when you're dealing with their livelihoods, you know, if you're going to be advising them on what to do and and their health and wellness, at a minimum, it's akin to being a a physical trainer. And so you go to the gym and you hire a physical trainer, they're at least they've got a certification in something, they've had some kind of training. So to just call yourself a, you know, a a mental fitness trainer, all of a sudden, without any training can be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. And the people that reached out to me around different issues, like, I gave them some advice, but with the caveat, like, listen, this is just my advice. I have no idea if you, if this is really an issue, you need to go seek help for that issue from a professional. Um, but I do think there's a lot to say with like, you know, me personally, I haven't really seeked uh, professional guidance, but it's been more of a learning, you know, self-education, different resources and like PD, PD Magnin, um, to, for me, for men's health, he's like, one of the top resources and he's, you know, study biologist, but he's not a doctor, study biology, but he's not a doctor and so forth. So I feel like you've got to be, you, you should be a little skeptical ranting and raving about that. Um, but at the same time with the age of the internet and how information is so readily available, there are some people that you wouldn't expect like PD who, you know, like for example, this, the stuff that he talks about on iron, uh, the, the issue of men having too high iron, how he, in his book, he talks about possibly why men die earlier than women. Like, I had never heard of that. And I think men need to hear that. So it's like, why are doctors not talking about this? You Meanwhile, you have this guy who's just doing some great research and connecting some dots. And um, so I had high iron myself, found his book, have donated blood about five times. And each time I do it, I feel significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some studies that he's uh, pointed to. This is not, I think certain but there's some studies that show it's possible that low testosterone is correlated with high iron so the more you lower your iron or your sort of regular bodily functions improve so stuff like that that yeah i think is why i'm creating the conference like 
I'm not the expert, but I think I've found through Twitter and just my last six years of trying to improve myself in my life, some great resources that I think if I'm able to package it in a great one, one thing that we're going to get a lot more eyeballs on a lot more people and men especially will be uh, helped by it. So that's what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. And, and I am in full support of, of people helping themselves. Well, thank you. You know, yeah. I, I Professionals who encourage dependence on professionals are doing a disservice yeah. to the public. So that is also a factor. Um, and, and I just encourage people to be very transparent about their background. So I said that to Matt Stevens. Um, he's an up and coming, you know, person now he's got he had some viral tweets go off. And yeah. uh, he's doing he's launching his website. And, and I just told him that I was like, just be very clear that, you know, you're a regular guy, you're not a professional, and that you just, he asked for my endorsement. Um, and I think all, gotcha. all people just need to be very clear about, okay, well, this is what you're getting when you hire me. And then that, that's fine. It covers all the bases. And then you can find your particular niche, which is why even though I've moved away from mental health as my identity, it's also my unfair advantage to other coaches, because that's exactly what I am. I am a healthcare professional. I, you know, I do have a PhD in it, and I do have two licenses. So if you want yeah. someone who has a method that is more um, solution focused and, and, and non-medical, but who has the training and the expertise of someone who is, then I'm your girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. <laughs> uh, but you know, your, your concept reminds me or not that it, you need to compete. Uh, there's healthy competition, but just as a, as a network of resources, it reminds me of the fraternity of excellence. I'm a, I'm less familiar with it, you know. I I I think I haven't seen as much. I know he's now, but you're that's Hunter Drew's thing, right? Yeah, because when you talked about yeah. the idea of what you will do with this, ah. you know, the registrants and and everyone who's linked linked yeah. together, that's basically what he's done. Is he's created an off not an offline community, but a private sort of closed community of these men who are a part of his coaching or whatever he calls it program. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, all right. Yeah, so I thought for, I know he has fraternity of excellence and then there's like September of success. I don't know if they're the same thing, but Hunter actually has been interesting. He's been, he's got the most uh, referrals to the conference. So he's been super supportive. He's awesome. awesome. And, but I do think that, that, that his idea of that private group, I actually saw that once I, you know, started researching more into his, his interview. I think it's great. I guess my, my point would be, like you said, it's not competition. And I know he doesn't view it that, that way. That's why I love him. He, he doesn't, he's like, I have no competition. And I view it the same way. I might be a lot of the people that, that purchase his product are actually paid for, for my product mm -hmm. as well. So I think there's plenty, you know, how many men are there in the world? There's plenty of room for um, different groups like this to, to help men uh, in a different setting rather than, you know, in the public eye on Twitter or on Facebook or something like that. I think that's exactly how it needs to function. And you have to have that abundance mindset and that cooperative, um, healthy comp competition mindset. Yeah. Uh, but it would be great to also have that amongst women. Uh, not obviously the feminist <laughs> approach to it, but us women who are non, you know, not in that realm and are pro-masculinity and pro-femininity and, and want to cultivate, you know, the parallel of what you're doing. I think we're we're yet to create that, which is basically what I'm trying to do. 
Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of wearing the target and getting a lot of heat, which is part of the process. Uh, so developing thick skin without becoming too jaded right now. Sure. Sure. But, you know, it, it has to be a parallel process. We have to do this together. Uh, you know, it's not just about um, men being the best men because they're going to be married to women that have to be the best women, too. Right. We have to we have to look at it from a from a you know, collaborative yeah. effort. And I've heard that I've heard that as well from, you know, other men saying that their wives would hope that they wish that they had some type of community like what exists on Twitter or what you're describing. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I think you're, you know, a great, great resource and I follow you and, and I love your, your perspective on a lot of those issues as well. Thank you. I mean, it's there. There's just something about women. Um, they have a difficult time with competition. <laughs> Their mentality is, is far more threatened. You know, their egos are far more threatened than anything. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll start to shift that. There's, you know, a few, a few women that seem to be allied and are starting to express support, but it takes a very, you know, advanced woman who's very confident in herself and, and a woman's confidence that's feminine is what we're talking about. Not like the strong, independent, confident woman, you know, that, that we, yeah. that we criticize. But that feminine confidence that is very collaborative and compassionate and understanding and nurturing and, um, you know, really trying to develop that. It's all new. Like we're, where, sure. where you guys were, I don't know, six years ago is where we are now. You know, yep, we're, probably we're right. the minority yep. now. It's this group of women who are displaced and we're trying to find some footing. Yeah. Well, I think... You know, you mentioned confidence, but I think both on the men's and women's side, there's a lack of, of real confidence because confidence comes from having dealt with like a struggle. And so, like I told you before, I had good life, good childhood and, and went to school and everything sort of seemed to work out for me, but I had never dealt with any obstacles. So my skin was not thick. And and so I've had to do that. And I would, I had, you know, I've had not anywhere near um, the obstacles that some other people have. But the power of purposely challenging myself and doing that does allow you to, to, yeah, drop the defensiveness and the competition, and and be able to learn from from other people that also have something of value to offer, and not to not take it as a strike to your ego or as a competition. One hundred percent. Well, I'm really excited um to participate to to watch and listen to yeah. all of your speakers and like i said i'm definitely going to be using it as an ongoing resource it, and you know link people to pay for that 98 dollar <laughs> um membership or whatever into those mm -hmm. yeah i appreciate that they'll, i appreciate that there'll be a lot of so i'm trying to get as much value into the free version as well as the paid so um, I would tell people like you might be surprised in some of the things that I'm going to include. Hope if I get to them, I'm, I'm just trying to do as much as I can, get as many good speakers as I can, get as many resources that'll be available after, um, and as many extras related to the talks that I can include. Um, so, but I'm excited. Thank, I appreciate you having me on and, and for the support as well. To those of you who already support the show with a monthly subscription. 
Thank you. If you're not already a supporter and would like to help make this show possible, tap the link in the episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash D-R-B-A-B-E to become a monthly supporter. Thanks for listening to The Babecast. If you want to stay connected, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and don't forget to leave me your honest review. And if you want to find me on social media, it's at Dr. Babe Love Life.